The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, Where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on do not sin any more. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Blessed Charles de Foucauld, a 19th and 20th century soldier, monk, priest, and martyr, once wrote, We are all children of the Most High. All of us. The poorest, the most outcast, a newborn child, a decrepit old person, the least intelligent human being, the most abject, an idiot, a fool, a sometimes sinner, the greatest sinner, the most ignorant, the last of the last, the one most physically and morally repugnant, all children of God and sons and daughters of the Most High. We should love all humankind, for they are all children of God. Our dignity and our worth as creatures are solely based on the reality that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, that we were all knit together by the Lord Himself in our mother's wombs, that we were made in the image of God. This means that the greatest offense, the greatest injustice that can happen to us as sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father is to be stripped of our humanity and our daughter or sonship 
that are divine gifts. Yet, this offense, this injustice, is exactly what happens to the woman who was caught in the act of adultery in our gospel for today. It isn't a coincidence that the Pharisees and scribes drag this nameless woman into the temple area. They not only want her to feel ashamed, alone, and unloved in the midst of her fellow man, but they also want her to be mercilessly judged by God. They know the law, and she's broken it. They have stripped her of her humanity and her identity as one created in the image of God and have reduced her to her sin alone, a sin that needed to be punished. This poor woman had been used by men to fulfill sexual gratification And now she is being used again in an attempt to trap the great teacher, Jesus. What a wounded heart she must have had. What the Pharisees refuse to realize is that the woman they have brought to be judged is a mirror of their own sin. She's a mirror of our sin too. But they close their eyes and refuse to look. Will you do the same? They think and we too often think that we will be able to hide behind our sins forever. That like our first parents, we will be able to clothe ourselves with fig leaves and point the finger at other sinners diverting attention away from ourselves. My friends, the reality is that we will not be able to hide behind the clothing of our sin forever. One day, just like this woman, we will stand alone, naked, in the sight of our Lord Jesus. Sins and wounds exposed. It's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer taught us in our study of life together this Lent. He writes, Alone you stood before God when he called you. Alone you had to answer the call. Alone you had to struggle and pray. And alone you will die and give an account to God. You cannot escape from yourself. For God has singled you out. This is the reason 
we don't want to look in the mirror. We cannot grapple with the thought of our fellow human beings, let alone our Creator, knowing our worst sins and seeing our deepest wounds. We know that the wage of sin is death. We know that nothing that is impure, no, anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful will enter the kingdom of heaven. We are horrified at the thought of being ashamed, alone, and unloved for all eternity. And man's greatest fear, whether he knows it or not, is that the Lord Himself would strip us of our humanity and our son or daughtership. You can't help but think that this is what is rushing through the mind of the woman who is standing alone in front of Jesus. She is already bodily naked. Will Jesus strip her of the rest of her dignity and of her humanity? Will the Pharisees and scribes sway Jesus, trick Jesus into their line of thinking? Will Jesus pick up the first stone to kill her for her sins? She is in the temple, after all, where the justice of God is supposed to rain down. Of all the people gathered, Jesus alone has the right to cast the first stone as the sinless one. The Pharisees and the scribes and the woman caught in adultery thought that being brought into the temple area into the presence of God would mean judgment and condemnation and death. And there are so many people in this world who think that if they were to come into this place with their sin and their wounds, that they would face nothing but judgment and condemnation, and death. This thought is wrong. It is not judgment or condemnation or shame that the woman experiences, and it isn't judgment or condemnation or shame that you will experience. You, baptized children of God, made holy in the blood of Jesus, will experience when your sins are brought to light, either back in that confessional or at the feet of Jesus on the last day. No, in the moment you come face to face with your Creator, when you see glory, your misery 
will be met with the Lord's mercy. Your wounded heart will be met with the sweet, sweet healing balm of the forgiveness of God. Your fear of rejection and shame will be met with a reminder of your true identity. The Pharisees and scribes all leave one by one. Stones are dropped. And the woman is left alone with her Creator. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. In this reply, Jesus isn't excusing her sin or our sins. Jesus knows that the forgiveness, the absolution that he offers is costly. And if you need to be reminded of the cost of your sin, then look at any crucifix. The death that we deserved for our sins, Christ took upon Himself. There were no stones thrown, but only nails pierced into flesh, the flesh of the Creator and Redeemer. It is through this costly sacrifice that Jesus can now say to all of us, go and from now on do not sin anymore. Jesus' death on the cross, gifted to us in baptism and in Eucharist, transforms our wounded hearts into healed hearts. Every time the name of the triune God is spoken to us in absolution, we are reminded again of our true identity, the identity that blessed Charles reminded us at the beginning of the homily, that we are all children of God, all of us. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. Absolution restores our dignity and our worth. Absolution reminds us of the promise that we are welcomed with open arms into the kingdom of heaven. We are called by name. You, my friends, are the Lord's. So go. And from now on, do not sin anymore. This is the Lord's commission for us today. Wound no more and be wounded no more.
With true identity restored, let us use these last days of Lent to speak the same gospel, the same absolution to those who are weighed down by sin and struck with such great wounds. My friends, let's commit ourselves today to being a church where misery is not met with stones or judgment or condemnation, but with the sweet mercy of Jesus. Then let's go and show our brothers and sisters wounded and caught in sin their origin created in Christ and their destiny redeemed in Christ. This is the way that Jesus has set for us today. The way of love and true freedom and mercy. In the holy name of Jesus.